0: Welcome to the Doctors Washington Podcast. On this episode of the story, we will get personal with Dr. Jasmine to discuss her life and aspirations. Dr. Jasmine trained as an internal medicine physician and is board certified in this specialty. Internal medicine is the medical specialty that cares for general medical needs of adults aged 18 and older. After this, she relocated to Nashville, where she is currently a nephrology fellow nearing the completion of her fellowship training. Nephrology is the medical specialty that cares for patients affected by various types of kidney disease. Upon completion of her nephrology training, she will join a practice in Mississippi. Dr. Jasmine, we know that nephrology is not one of the more common subspecialties that internal medicine trainees tend to pick. What sparked your interest in nephrology as a field?
1: That's a great question. For those who are unaware, internal medicine is the broad medical specialty that doesn't perform surgical procedures in the operating room, but really it encompasses nearly every other part of medicine outside of that. The more popular subspecialties that are branches within internal medicine tend to be cardiology, gastroenterology, or hematology oncology, which focus on the heart the digestive system and blood disorders and cancer types respectively. So nephrology is another branch under internal medicine that cares for patients with kidney diseases. My exposure to nephrology and kidney disease started in college. I remember learning about the kidneys and how they worked in a general biology course early in college and was fascinated really about how the kidneys worked and how complex it was, as well as how crucial its function was to regulating blood pressure and electrolytes. Later on in my education, I learned more about how kidney functioning wove into the functioning of other organ systems and made its claim as one of the major organ systems maintaining balance within the body. Even though I learned the basics of nephrology and things about kidney diseases in the classroom, in college and in medical school, my first clinical exposure to nephrology really didn't come until I was in residency. Over that period of time, while I was in internal medicine residency, I met a number of mentors and influential people while I learned about the specialty that really informed my decision to pursue it as a career. I was exposed to many different clinical as well as professional development experiences that helped inform my decision. And I'm really grateful for those experiences that really gave me a view into the specialty that I hadn't seen before I got to residency. I think it's also notable to mention what you said about nephrology not really being one of the top subspecialties that those who enter internal medicine residency tend to choose. Specifically, there's data out there that has shown that the interest in nephrology and trainees going into that specialty had been declining over the last decade or so due to changes within the field. But in recent years, the numbers of trainees interested in nephrology has started to rise again. So this is promising for the field because in addition to a new interest in nephrology, there also are new therapies moving through the pipeline to treat kidney disease. And there's also National Spotlight being placed on individuals affected with kidney disease and how we can try to improve their outcomes and the type of care we're able to provide. Also, there's new funding for those that are interested in pursuing a career in nephrology to help pay for student loans. So that's an added incentive for those that are also interested in the field.
0: Dr. Jasmine, it's a pretty big decision to decide to pursue a subspecialty because of the time commitment to undergo training and the host of specialties within internal medicine to choose from. What advice would you give to someone interested in pursuing subspecialty training? So
1: it's a really big decision just because, as you mentioned, it is a time commitment For internal medicine training itself, that is three years. And then any subspecialty training beyond that is one or more years of additional training that you would pursue. So you do have to keep the time commitment in mind when you're thinking about it. But I think the first thing that folks should think about is do some self-reflection. What are your interests? Use the clinical experiences that you're able to obtain in your training to see, is that something that you can really see yourself doing every day? And I know another thing that people, especially once you're in training, think, what will my career look like after I'm done in training? How much will I be paid? Or really staring down at the student loan that you've kind of accrued to try to get to that point. You really start thinking how much money you're going to make in whatever specialty you choose. And that may end up being a big driver as to what your final subspecialty choice will be. Or even if you do decide to undergo a subspecialty training. What I would say is really look at your own interest and don't let how much money that you could potentially make in a subspecialty really decide your career choice, because there are many ways to maximize your earning potential in any subspecialty that you choose. And then you learn nuances and those kind of things as you talk to mentors in the field, as well as really get a better grasp of the breadth of the subspecialty that you're interested in. I did want to just mention that as a caveat, don't let money decide what you want to do because you're going to be doing this for all of your working years. So you want to make sure that it's something that you're really interested in and that money isn't what really is driving your decision. And I did mention this before, but find a mentor within that specialty because they can give you valuable insights. to not only where the field is currently, but where it's going and what a day in the life of someone in that specialty would look like. I've had a number of mentors that have served in that role for me, and they've really been key in giving me a look into what a career within nephrology can look like, whether I decided to pursue a career in academic medicine or in private practice or anything outside of that. So that's why a mentor is going to be very important to help you make that decision.
0: So let's step back. I mean, there were many other fields of medicine that you could have chosen, surgery or OB-GYN. Why internal medicine?
1: For me, because I knew I was interested in nephrology, even a little bit, really, when I came into medical school, that really helped me in the process because I knew that internal medicine was the way I was leaning when I started this journey. However, as most folks do, when you get into medical school, you see so many specialties and you find other interests in medicine that you weren't expecting. One thing that I did find interesting was family medicine, because to be honest, internal medicine and family medicine are similar in a lot of ways. Once I really thought about it, the thing I liked about both was that you're able to develop longitudinal relationships with patients. And so pursuing training in internal medicine allowed me not only to develop longitudinal relationships with patients as I see them over time, but also allowed me to consider a career in nephrology or other medical subspecialties that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to consider had I chosen family medicine. So that's one of the things that I thought about as I was in medical school and deciding which way
0: I would go. Let's take a step back even farther, Dr. Jasmine. Why medicine? Were you doing this because your sisters were doctors or was this an individual idea?
1: As much as you guys would like to think you influenced my decision to go into medicine, I do appreciate that, you know, you guys were kind of forerunners for me because you showed me that it was something that was possible for not only a woman, but a black woman to do. So I felt like a career in medicine wasn't as big of a beat as it could have been had I not had people that were so close that really knew the ropes and had already done it before me. I was interested in sciences from high school on, and I was really interested in the career that can marry not only interest in the sciences, but also the relationship that you're able to build with people within the field of medicine. So I think that is really what ultimately led to my decision to enter medicine in the first place.
0: So, Dr. Jasmine, as we all know, all medical training is difficult in different ways. What helped you through the tough times in your training?
1: That's really important to think about. Um, It's true that medical training is very difficult. Um, You spend so many years learning all of these things and then you put it into practice in real situations. Internal medicine is so broad as a specialty, you really need to be proficient in the basics of a lot of fields to be able to take care of whatever patient is placed in front of you. So in training, you quickly find what things are important to you and what things keep you going to kind of keep that momentum as you're getting the knowledge that you need to provide the care to the patients you're serving. My training experience was definitely rigorous, but despite that, there were many things that kept me going. I mentioned before, you guys were the ultimate mentors that kind of helped me navigate through training and helped me stay grounded in a process that is challenging and requires a lot of not only internal motivation, but external cheerleading to get you through. Additionally, I found my group of friends in training who were kind of like my partners in crime. It's like when you go through something difficult with a group of people, you come out on the other side, not only better and stronger than when you started, but you also come out with lifelong companions as a result. And I could definitely say that about my friends from training. We became like an extension of our families during that time, and I think that bun will always be there. Similarly, you also meet patients who make all of the hard times worthwhile. I've had my fair share of patients in both residency as well as during my nephrology fellowship training who were just excited to see that an African-American physician was guiding their care. I think as a Black woman with Black sisters who are also physicians, you can sometimes forget that we really only make up about 5% of the physician workforce. So it's really infrequent that patients that look like us see someone like me in a role like this. And so when they do, they're typically excited and frequently became my cheerleaders as well. There have been countless times where I've gotten like, I'm so proud of you, or I feel proud of you, like you're my family member, or even the, can I take a picture with you kind of statements, just because they want to show how important that interaction is for them. Because I don't know if that could be one of the first or one of the few times where they have seen a physician that looks like them. And to be honest, I think that those interactions were just as impactful to me as they were to them because you really do need that encouragement as you work to change the narrative in medicine as well as
0: try to work to diversify the workforce. Dr. Jasmine, as you're ending this chapter in your life of fellowship training, tell us what's next, specifically where are you going and where do you see your life in the next decade or so?
1: So, believe it or not, time and fellowship seem to fly by. I really enjoyed learning more about my specialty as well as my own interests during the time that I've been in training. I've had the opportunity to work on various projects aimed at improving the quality of care provided to the patients that we take care of. I've also been able to lead diversity initiatives within my program and help begin discussions about race and inequity in medicine and focus on how to address how these things affect our workforce and also improve the outcomes for the patients that we see. I look forward to finding a way to use advocacy for patient care as well as public policy and health policy into my career at some point. Not really sure just yet what that will look like, but I look forward to conversations with my mentors and folks that are influential in my professional career to help me figure out what that looks like so that I'll have a fulfilling career. More practically right now, the next steps for me include moving back to Mississippi to work as a nephrologist in a large practice. I look forward to the independence and the challenge that comes with that change. But I know that it'll be different because this is the first time that I've really been outside of that training atmosphere. So I think that'll be an interesting new territory to kind of learn my way around. So looking forward to that.
0: Thank you all for tuning in and listening to our podcast as we learned more about Dr. Jasmine. Please like, share, and repost this episode on your preferred social media platform. Don't forget to tune in to our weekly Wednesday episodes to check out our new content. Until next time. The music on the Doctors Washington podcast is by artist Mike Burton. He's a Jackson, Mississippi native. On his album Soulful, and the track is entitled All Right. It is available on iTunes. is no